You are listening to the Sound the War Cry podcast, episode 50. The time to prepare is now. Will you be ready to take care of yourself and your family should disaster strike? Are you spiritually prepared to lead your family and handle life's problems? This is a preparedness podcast with the intent and focus to help you go through the last days with hope and courage as we watch society crumble and collapse. Each week, you will be given more knowledge to act upon. With faith and motivation, you can accomplish the impossible and look forward with confidence, hope, and joy as we usher in the return of our Savior, Jesus Christ. We are His watchmen, and we are sounding the war cry. Welcome back to the Sound the War Cry podcast. I'm your host, Heather Mitchell, and we have episode 50 right here for you. And we're heading into spring. So spring is going to be here before you know it. This is the time to really start thinking about what you're going to be planting in your garden. But also, how do you become a master at growing one specific thing? There's so many things to focus on when we grow in our garden that sometimes we could do a better job if we just master the one thing that for that year and maybe another thing too, a couple things. And then as we bring in new things into our garden, we start understanding what that one thing needs the most in order to flourish and grow and be the most brightest, glorious, delicious fruit or vegetable that you grow in your garden. And we're going to talk about terrific tomatoes today, how to grow the most amazing, terrific tomatoes. Now, if you're in Arizona, we can grow them all year long. Really, I've had some amazing tomatoes in the wintertime, but especially in the summertime. Um, the wintertime was great the year that I used straw bale gardening technique, where I conditioned the bales and just put the little seedlings right there in the bale. And I had some fertilizer on there and some soil on top of those bales and the the straw really made for a great insulation it kept the seeds warm I kept them getting the nutrients they need it gave it air to kind of grow the roots down deeper you know it was really nice a nice way to garden was with the straw bales and then they make great compost after so I might try that again possibly this year depending on if we stay in this house that we're in. And that will kind of decide what I want to do from there. But today we're going to talk about terrific tomatoes for spectacular sauces and creative canning. So you're going to grow a ton of amazing tomatoes when you learn the techniques of how to do this. And this article that I'm going to read to you today is coming out of the Mother Earth News. I love that magazine. This was actually February, March of 2017. So that's what we're going to talk about is growing terrific tomatoes. And this article is by Craig Lehuler. Lehuler is his last name. I'm not even sure I'm pronouncing that right. But Craig, if you're out there and one day you listen, we appreciate your wisdom and knowledge in teaching us how to grow amazing tomatoes for sauces and for canning. The basis of great home preserved tomato products is, of course, great tomatoes. When preserving ketchup, tomato paste, or other dishes that require an extended amount of reduction, 
Save time by choosing fleshy tomatoes that aren't too watery or full of seeds. Good picks include paste and plum tomatoes along with heart-shaped and beefsteak types. Though shape and size may tell you something about the suitability of a cultivar for preservation, color should never be a factor. Tomatoes can easily be frozen whole in freezer bags with no preparation aside from a rinse to remove any dirt and a quick check to avoid rotting areas. Skinning tomatoes before canning them is a matter of personal preference, but by eliminating this somewhat labor-intensive step, the whole process should be more accessible to beginners. Decoding tomato language. D. Determinate. All of these will grow in a five-gallon or larger container supported by four-foot stakes or short cages. I. Indeterminate. These are the tomato family monsters, reaching heights of eight feet or more by the end of the season, with their spread determined by how you prune and support them. Tie them to tall stakes with twine, or surround them with six-foot-tall, three-foot-wide cages made of wire mesh. H. Heirloom. All tomatoes listed are open pollinated and many are heirlooms with special stories and long histories. So we're going to get into the D, the I, and the H right now as we kind of get into different kinds of tomatoes that you can purchase from seed and grow on your own. There's the classic pear, plum, or long shaped cultivars. These are the workhorses of any sauce, paste, and canning garden. Very meaty, occasionally dry, and with few seeds. The flesh cooks down quickly into a thick product. Some are satisfying when eaten fresh, while others need to be cooked or roasted to bring out their flavor. Banana legs. This is the name of one of them. It is a determinant, a D. A fairly recent creation, this table this stable, mid-season, open-pollinated cultivar is prolific and dazzling with slender yellow-fleshed tomatoes that show stripes of varying shades. Its mild flavor is enhanced by cooking. That was called the banana legs. Another one is called the cream sausage, a.k.a. banana cream. This is also letter D, determinate. This is the go-to cultivar for a white tomato sauce. The compact vines produce loads of creamy colored paste-shaped tomatoes that are good for fresh eating and even better for cooking. Green sausage, AKA green sleeves, D, determinate. For those who really want to play with their food, here's a paste tomato that's green fleshed even when ripe. Start, starting mid-season, the compact vines produce pr prolifically and the fruits have light and dark green stripes as a bonus. Martino's Roma, D and H. That means it's de a determinant and an heirloom. This classic heirloom Roma tomato ripens mid-season in super prolific and presents, is super prolific and presents its copious yield in a concentrated harvest. 
Fresh fruits are firm and somewhat dry and mild in flavor, making this tomato best for canning and sauces. Apalka, O-P-A-L-K-A. This is an in indeterminate and an heirloom. This is one of many indeterminate heirloom paste tomatoes that produce fruit resembling big red frying peppers, often six inches long by two inches wide. They taste great eaten fresh and are perfect for canning and sauces as they're very meaty and have few seeds. Orange banana, I-H. This Russian heirloom provides many gorgeous orange tomatoes on a tall growing vine. It ripens mid to late season and has the classic elongated paste tomato shape. Also a good fresh eating tomato. This cultivar makes a rich orange sauce. Roman candle, I. Related to speckled Roman, this mid-season tomato is a sunny bright yellow and produces loads of slender fruit that are best used in cooked preparations or canning, as its flavor is on the mild side. Speckled Roman, I. Perhaps my favorite paste tomato, this cultivar has everything going for it. Good disease tolerance, early to mid-season ripening, a prolific nature, great flavor for any use, and a distinctive pattern of rich red with vertical gold stripes. Ukrainian purple, aka purple Russian, it's an IH. Another of my favorite paste tomatoes, this has the rich flavor and color of Cherokee purple in the classic Roma shape. Heart-shaped cultivars. Often richly delicious, typically very meaty, and with flesh that's occasionally somewhat dry and dense, this tomato class should join the more classic plum or paste shapes as processed and preserving tomatoes. Heart-shaped tomato sizes range from 8 ounces to well over a pound, tend to be mid to late season, and need a minimum of 6 hours of direct sun to yield well. Okay, so here's our heart-shaped cultivars. We've got the Anna Russian IH. This is one of the tomatoes that hooked me on heirlooms. Brenda Hilanius of Oregon kindly shared seeds of this cultivar with me in 1988. Her grandfather, Kenneth Wilcox, was given the tomato by a Russian immigrant. My favorite pink-colored heart-shaped cultivar, this tomato's flavor, produ productivity, and texture are superb. That's called the Anna Russian. Here's another one called Reef's Italian Red Heart. It's an IH. I named this super productive succulent medium-sized cultivar for my friend Jim Reef, who acquired it from an elderly Italian man prior to passing it on to me. Possessing weepy wispy foliage, typical of heart-shaped cultivars, this is a versatile red tomato with outstanding flavor. Yellow Oxheart, I-H. The Livingston Seed Company released this huge pale orange heart-shaped tomato in the 1920s as a companion to its big pink Oxheart tomato. 
This cultivar, a great example of a commercial heirloom, defines big in everything from plant and fruit size to yield and flavor. Beefsteak tomatoes. Now we're going to get into the beefsteak tomatoes, my friends. The true monsters of the garden, the meatiest of these cultivars screams sauce with the advantage of typically intense, delicious flavors. Expanding your sauce and canning regimen to include some of these will make your efforts really sing. Most of these cultivars are mid to late season average one pound in size, are high in flesh and low in seeds and gel, and are spectacular in flavor. All grow tall, indeterminate, and need a minimum of six hours of full sun to produce well. Those not designated as heirlooms are open pollinated, but don't have sufficient age to wear the heirloom moniker yet. Okay, so here we go. The first one's called Acres, A-K-E-R-S, Acres, West Virginia. It's an I-H. I was delighted to receive seeds of this wonderful heirloom from Carl Aker of Pennsylvania. The large oblate red fruits, average one pound, are wonderfully meaty and characterized old-time tomato flavor. Brandywine. You've probably heard of the brandywine. It's an I-H. There is a bit of mystique surrounding all tomatoes with brandy wine in their name. There is absolutely no mystery, however, in the supreme taste of the large pink tomatoes that are produced on potato-leaved vines. Though the yield can vary season to season, many will find this the best tomato they've ever eaten, which is why it gets a place in my garden every year. Cherokee Purple I-H. Among my luckiest moments in the time in 1990 when I received an unnamed purple tomato from J.D. Green of Sevierville, Tennessee, given the information in the accompanying letter and the tomato's unique color, I named it and shared it widely. And it seems to have caught on. A very worthy tomato to start the black tomato craze to my plate, it remains the one to beat. Prolific, gorgeous, and delicious. Sometimes you just get lucky. That's called the Cherokee Purple. Now here's one called the Cherokee Chocolate. It's an I. Indeterminate. Appearing as a skin color mutation in one Cherokee Purple plant in my 1995 garden, this dark tomato matches the excellence of its source cultivar. And then you have the Cherokee green, I. My Cherokee luck continued with the discovery of this magnificent green-fleshed amber-skinned tomato on a plant in my 1997 Cherokee chocolate grow-out. I saved the seeds from this, this mutation, and the productivity and the flavor just can't be beat. As they say, good things come in threes. Kellogg's Breakfast. Yes, that's the name of this tomato. This is the first tomato in this category where sweetness predominates. This glowing orange, very large tomato originated decades ago with Daryl Kellogg of Michigan. It became an immediate favorite with seeds 
with seed savers and heirloom tomato lovers. Lillian Yellow Heirloom, IH. A true desert island tomato, Lillian's has risen to the top tier of my huge tomato collection. Sent to me in 1990 by a New York seed saver named Robert Richardson. The cultivar originated with Lillian Bruce of Tennessee. Uniquely a potato-leaved yellow tomato, it's late, large, and practically seedless. It also just happens to be one of the most intensely flavored tomatoes I've tasted, but with every flavor component in perfect balance. That's, that one's called Lillian's Yellow Heirloom. The last one here is called Lucky Cross. Named because I felt lucky that the bees made the cross that led to this tomato. It's the only large-fruited, bicolor tomato that I truly crave. Perhaps the reason for its flavor excellence is that one of its parents is a brandy wine. The vigorous potato leaf plants produce lots of large, smooth, beautifully-hued tomatoes with superb flavor. Okay, so if you're going to go out and buy seeds, you've got some resources here. We have Baker Creek Heirloom Seeds. You can find them um, at www.rareseeds.com. Fedco Seeds, fedcoseeds.com. Johnny's Selected Seeds at johnnyseeds.com. Seed Savers Exchange at seedsavers.org. Tatiana's Tomato Base at tatianastomatobase.com. Tatiana is spelled T-A-T-I-A-N-A-S, and then the word tomatobase.com. The Sample Seed Shop, sampleseeds.com. Tomato Growers Supply Company, tomatogrowers.com. Victory Seeds, victoryseeds.com. Now I have purchased from Baker Creek and Victory Seeds, and they are great companies. For sure. So let's uh, quickly go back here and talk about a remedy if you have too many tomatoes, because that becomes a problem, isn't it? When we have too many tomatoes, and we can't even get rid of them. When the kitchen counter is groaning with the weight of a particularly significant tomato harvest, consider roasting tomatoes in the oven rather than simmering them on the stovetop. Preheat the oven to 300 degrees Fahrenheit, and then combine tomato slices with a bit of olive oil a chopped sweet onion, a chopped sweet pepper or two, and a few chopped garlic cloves. Roast for a few hours, stirring occasionally for the most intensely flavored tomatoes possible. Once finished, if you can keep your now ravenous appetite at bay, freeze or can the roasted tomatoes intact or puree the tomatoes into a paste before preserving. There you go. Roast them up, folks. Roast them, dice them, can them, turn them into paste, turn them into sauce. Eat them right off the vine. Tomatoes are going to be amazing this season. So I want you to get excited about your harvest. Where are you going to put your plants? If you're going to have the big ones, you might not want to container garden them because they do get really heavy. But you could try if you had a big, a big container to put them in. But a five-gallon bucket really can get you quite a bit of tomatoes, a good vine growing. Anyway, just pick a lighter type of tomato 
there's a fresh salsa tomato, like your Roma tomatoes are all really great um, tomatoes, okay? So look at, look at some of the different kinds there are out there. There's a 4th of July, the Brandy Boy, the Steakhouse, the Super Sauce, the Jersey Boy, Umamim, Fresh Salsa, Sweet Seedless, Heirloom Collection, The Gladiator. There's so many different kinds and breeds of tomatoes out there. You would be shocked if you've never seen this before. But I named off a few today. I hope you wrote some down and you took notes on which ones you're going to go get seeds for and get them in your garden this season. As we start to come into 2023, you're going to hear more and more episodes on this podcast about gardening, how to get yourself more self-sufficient because sounding the war cry, sounding the war cry is really all about us being prepared. Spiritually, emotionally, physically. And so for sure we need to start growing gardens and learning how to be a master at gardening so that we can grow the best foods and think of the space you have. Can you use that space better wherever you live to create more food, grow more food for your family? Okay. Thanks for listening to this podcast episode. If you want more health and wellness advice, head over to my other podcast called Healthy Families Rule, where I have over 150 episodes just on your own personal health and going on that journey of having perfect health, really, really getting to a place where it's optimal and you have energy and you feel great so that you can garden and do all these things you want to do that you love and not be held back by your weight or any health issues, chronic diseases, that type of stuff. Okay. That's what I do. So head over there. And if you need anything, come find me on Instagram, Health Coach Heather, or Facebook. You could probably just type in Health Coach Heather and find me there as well. You can send an email to soundthewarcry at gmail.com if you have any questions or comments on this podcast. And as always, I appreciate it so much when you rate and review the show. Your ratings bring this show up a level so other people can find the podcast. Out of the millions of podcasts out there, let's bring this one to the top and help more people be more prepared, sound their own war cry within their own families so that they can really be prepared if disaster strikes in their area. And we've seen that already happen in 2022. We got more coming down the pipe in 2023. So let's be as prepared as we can. Have a beautiful rest of your day and I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. 